Hello, the Buyer's Desk Podcast listeners. I'm Kim Rout, Category Manager at Infra, and I'm thrilled to be here with my favorite co-host, Raina Kittredge. Hi, everyone. For our listeners who might not be familiar with you, could you share a little bit about yourself and what you do at Infra? Yes, absolutely, Kim. I recruit and onboard new natural food retailers for Infra membership. I'm the info person for each retailer on their journey to membership from answering their questions about who we are and what we do, all the way to putting their applications in front of the board for membership approval. Once they're full members, I hand them off to our business advisors for them to prosper as new retailers. It's really fun to be member facing and get to see them on their journey and connect them with all of the resources the Infra has. Thanks, Raina. That does sound very exciting, and it's super nice that you get to be in front of our potential new members. That's I'm kind of jealous. We're excited to dive into today's extra episode. First off, a big shout out to all our members and everyone at Infra. Your support means the world to us. It absolutely does. Big shout out to all of you. And speaking of shout outs and exciting times, we recently attended Expo East, where we had the incredible opportunity to walk the floor and connect with some truly amazing brands. It was an inspiring experience. Now let's get to the good stuff. Raina, were there like one or two brands that really caught your attention at at Expo East? Uh, I knew you were gonna ask this. What a hard question. We tried so many things and there were just so many different brands. Just walking around, it was so exciting. I have to say that one of my favorite brands was Omsom, the Vietnamese noodle company. They had delicious chili sesame noodles and they're women owned. They pride themselves on bringing real Asian cuisine to our communities, which I mean, they're just fabulous. So I think everyone should check them out. I also really loved Spica. They were cottage cheese bars and they're absolutely delightful. My favorite one was the lemon cream one. Oh, just I would eat them every day if I could. Same here. You are correct on that. I was super impressed with the bars. They are not like our regular Americanized, like cottage cheese. It's more of a cheesecake kind of texture. And oh, yeah, so good. Well, you listed two fantastic brands. Personally, I had some enlightening conversations too. One standout was with Marco Salzar from the Adult Non-Alcoholic Beverage Association. The insights he shared about the fundamental shift in consumer behaviors were eye-opening. And I also had the pleasure of chatting with Joy Bauer at the LaCroix booth. Um, Joy is not only a nutritionalist and an author, but she has been gracing us on the Today Show for the last 17 years. So it's super cool to turn on the TV and there she is. And then she's also been LaCroix's national dietitian for the last seven years, where she has been there for the unveiling of the new flavors of LaCroix. And she's just a super neat person and gave us some really good tips on how to navigate through the show. Yes, she is so cool. And not to mention that their booth was just awesome to see. It was. It really was. That is so neat. Well, should we dive into today's episode? Absolutely. Listeners, get ready for an insightful conversation. I hope you enjoyed this as much as we did. I am here with Chalk So. We have Christian who wants to tell us about 
Um, there's sustainability in sourcing. So how do you ensure the sustainability of your ingredients and production processes? Well, thanks for the question. We are really focused on our cocoa sourcing from South America. So all of our cocoa beans are sourced from either the Dominican Republic or Peru through organic farmers. And we know the co-ops really well. We actually have just invested in the co-op down in Peru because they didn't have any running water. And it's so crazy to think in 2023, people don't have running water. So we said, let's make a difference. So we went, sent our team down to Peru and we helped break ground and build the infrastructure. And this week they actually sent us the picture of the wells are working, they have running water in their houses and there is a community so happy and grateful. So that's an example of us partnering with our community to make sure that we're only getting great quality organic products, but we're also treating our suppliers really well. That is so neat. And you work with Infra, is that right? That's correct. Yep. Infra's a good partner of ours. And we're actually looking to grow with Infra because we have a relatively small footprint in the U.S. We're a Canadian company. We launched in the U.S. about a year and a half ago, and it's our mission to make that much larger and would welcome those opportunities. That is so neat. Is there anything else you want to share with me about your sustainability mission? Yeah, I think it's just the fact that we're putting our money where our mouth is. Many times you can see, hey, we have uh, this certification, but what are we actually doing about it? We're actually going down and doing a tangible example with our, our co-op down in Peru. One other example is from a packaging standpoint. We, we don't have currently fully compostable packaging, but it's our mission to do that. So in the interim, we have partnered with uh, Repurpose Global to become plastic neutral certified, which means that for every piece of package that we put into the environment, we're then collecting that same amount of plastic and recycling it into shoes and bags. And to quantify that, it's about 500,000 water bottles a year that we're recycling and putting to good use. Wow, well, awesome. Thank you so much. I am at the Adult Non-Alcoholic Beverage Association booth, and I'm here with Marcos Selzar, um, and he is going to tell us all about the ANBA. Thank you so much. Yeah, the Adult Non-Alcoholic Beverage Association is the first trade association for adult non-alcoholic beverages. So at a beer, wine, spirits, and ready-to-drink cocktails, and our goal is really to help grow these businesses so that everybody has a delicious non-alcoholic beverage in every social situation. So how long has the ANBA uh, been involved and, and when was it created? Yeah, it was created a little less than two years ago, really as a result because there was so much organic growth of all of this category, but there needed to be some infrastructure as well as some resources so that our members could really grow their, their businesses much more rapidly. And how many members do you have? So we have about 140 members between our US and Canadian chapter as well as our UK EU chapter. And those are producers, but also some of our industry partner members that are also helping and really integral to growing the category. Speaking of the category, the trend uh, started and it seems like it's one of those trends that's not going to go the other way. It's going to keep climbing. What uh, do you see in the future? Well, I wouldn't even call it a trend anymore. This is a fundamental shift in consumer behavior. So about 94% of people who purchase Non adult non-alcoholic beverage products still drink. They just want to moderate. And that's even more so after a lot of people drinking during COVID. But it's also being driven by uh, Gen Zers who uh, over 40% of Gen Zers of legal drinking age have never touched a, a drop of alcohol, but they still want really great uh, tasting products. That combined with now high quality non-alcoholic beverage products that just weren't even ab ab available 
a few years ago are really helping to grow the category. I overheard you tell someone else that uh, the UK and EU are a little bit more mature in this category and you're starting to see things shift to the United States. Um, what can we expect? Well, I think what's really interesting and different is that a lot of the large beverage alcohol companies have their own versions in other countries. That's not so much the case in the U.S. So the U.S. and Canada is all being driven by small, independent, innovative startups in, in this non-alcoholic beverage industry. So in retailers, you're starting to see what essentially the display that's here at Expo East, really great tasting the products. And that's where the innovation is happening. And you're going to start to see this category explode even more now that more and more retailers are starting to carry these products, as well as restaurants and bars starting to start integrating. That That's a little bit on the slower side, but we're working with a number of associations and supporters of restaurants to help more options be available there. That's great. Uh, I guess one other question that I have for you is, what advice would you give our independent retailers um, that may not know where to start, uh, what products to bring in, or better yet, what brands to bring in? What advice would you have for them? Yeah, I mean, I think the first thing to start is obviously come to our website. We're actually going to be building out some resources for retailers on how to create a set in, the, uh, 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 in your store, on what's the percentage of beer or wine or spirits or RTD, ready to drink cocktails, that you should integrate. And then the other thing, and what one of the purposes of the association is we're working with our brands to educate them, as well as doing some checks and balances on producing the highest quality adult non-alcoholic beverages. So you go to our website, our directory, and those are the cream of the crop. Those are the best products that you could purchase because they're been verified in certain ways that they're high quality. And that gives you a good uh, understanding of what products to carry. That's great. And what's your website? Um, it is uh, currently nabeverages.org, but we are moving to anba.org. We just got that web, that web domain. So anba, A-N-B-A dot org. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time and the education. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I mean, our goal is to make sure that everybody feels included in every social situation and they have a great, sophisticated, delicious beverage and they can always be part of the celebration. Just ran into Ernie Molina with Lola Snacks. Ernie, can you tell me a little bit about your product and your awesome tagline? Absolutely. Thank you, Kim and Reina. So good to see you guys. We have the most effective gut health product in the market. It has 95% efficacy and it went viral at the show before. All I have to say is that it really works. And can you, so it's a prebiotic, probiotic? What's it look like for someone to buy it? What's it look like? So it's got very attractive uh, uh, packaging. It really stands out and it's plant-based. Uh, correct. We have a proprietary blend of prebiotics with probiotic. And that the, because of this blend that we came up with, and it's, it's the probiotics that are in its dormant state and it blooms in your stomach, it is 95% effective. Awesome. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your show. Is there anything else you want our listeners to hear? Yes. Lolasnacks.com. And we can't wait to buy some. Thank you so much. Thank you. We waste no potato over here at Ugly's Kettle Chips. I'm here with Bob Zender, our director of marketing. Bob, can you tell me a little bit about your chips and your brand? Absolutely. Ugly's are made from imperfect potatoes. Uh, the brand was launched in 2017, but relaunched again in 2021. 
and it's been going gangbusters. We're one of the first innovative companies to upcycle potatoes. We're taking the potatoes that would otherwise be um, sent to food waste, but we rescue the potatoes either at the doorstep of other manufacturers who can't work with imperfect potatoes or from the farms directly when the, when the crops are failed. But we find those imperfect potatoes make beautifully delicious kettle chips. That is so neat. What a great way to be environmentally conscious. Now, you and I just talked about being socially conscious. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Absolutely. So when we take those imperfect potatoes and make them into small batch kettle chips, we actually turn around and sell them and give 10% of the proceeds to Viva Kids, which is a international organization that helps feed hungry kids around the world. Wow, what a great, just what a great mission. Is there anything that you would want to tell to anyone that wants to pick up your potato chips in the store? I think you gotta taste them to realize how wonderful they actually are. They start out as imperfect, but I, they, they taste so great. You have, they're, they're gluten-free, they are non-GMO project verified, lots of great health benefits, including uh, some of them are vegan and nut-free. So great quality kettle chips. You don't compromise quality or taste because they start from imperfect potatoes. So you gotta try it. We have seven delicious flavors and they're sold nationwide. Well, good. Well, thank you so much for your time today and enjoy the rest of your show. My pleasure, thanks. This is Kim here and I am at the LaCroix booth with Joy Bauer and I'm so excited. Can you tell me all about you? Oh, oh my gosh. We would need a lot of hours for that. <laughs> no, I don't think so. You are so amazing. You're on, you're an author, a nutritionist, and on the Today Show. So you, you do it like all. It, if you could believe, I've actually been with the Today Show for 17 years. Al Roker and I like joke that we are the last man standing, the two of us. Um, but it's been like an incredible journey, um, you know, to be able to have a media platform and reach millions and millions of people with a message of health. And I've been with LaCroix as their national dietitian going on seven years, if you can believe, which is kind of cool because I have been in the thick of revealing all of the new flavors. So I was there when we launched Limoncello, when we launched Black Raspberry. Now we're doing Mojito. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that, but I think I am. And it's super delicious. Um, yeah. I just tried that and it is so refreshing. And I like that you could smell the flavors as you're drinking it and then you drink it and you're like, wow, it, it was amazing. It really tastes just like a mojito without the booze. And I love that there's no sugar, there's no sugar substitutes, there's no sodium, there's no calories. So you could really feel good about enjoying it. And what always marvels me is that I think they're up to, LaCroix is up to something like 30 or 31 flavors. And there's no two flavors that really blend together. The flavors are very distinct. Even a lemon versus a limoncello and a lime versus a key lime. So I, I, I just always marvel at how they come up with the combinations and you know the actual ingredients. So what is your favorite all-time LaCroix flavor? It's a loaded question. Look, I have three kids, and you can't ask me which is my favorite kid. I love them all. I do, I do have some personal standouts, though. And I always I joke with Nick, the owner of the company, that you know, depending upon the, the week and the day, my flavor varies. But I would say my grouping of favorite flavors 
the Pomplemousse for sure. It was my first true love, <laughs> and I remain very loyal to it. So Pomplemousse, which is their pink grapefruit, limoncello I absolutely love. Um, I know that a lot of people, it's a little bit polarizing, their coconut flavor. When coconut is cold in my fridge, there is nothing that hits the spot in the way that it does. So I love the coconut. I love the peach pear. I also happen to love the peach plum. And they're one of the newer flavors, the black res. So I think, it's good. yeah, the, that would be my groove bang. I said limoncello, did I? Yeah, okay. <laughs> and that one's on my number one all the time. Limoncello, a lot of people love that. I think it has a cult following at this point. It should, if it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> right? So what would you say to a retailer um, here at Expo East? What could be some tips and tricks on, from a nutritional standpoint, what should, what should they be looking for with brands? Um, well, first I would say, try not to come to the show starving because you will consume more samples than you could ever even imagine. It's really quite unbelievable. Um, you know, I would say taste is always going to trump everything. If it, a, a food can be or a beverage can be as healthy as can be, but if it doesn't taste good, your customers are not going to be coming back for more and more. You want that stickiness, right? So. Number one, taste. Number two, I would say you want to look, sugar is a big buzzword right now, so look at the added sugar. Not necessarily the total sugar, because the total sugar will also have some natural sugar. So um, you, the lower, the better when it comes to added sugar. Um, I also think sodium is a big issue for a lot of people. So depending upon what type of food it is, entrees, you want to be a little bit more forgiving with higher numbers of sodium. I would say for entrees, you want to keep it under 600 milligrams of sodium. But when we're talking about a snack food, ideally under, let's say, 300 milligrams, maybe even 250. And, you know, portion size. We like big. We want to eat as much as we can for a small amount of calories. So if you see something that's a super, super measly portion, I don't know necessarily if your customers are going to be happy with that. So, like, big volume low in sugar, moderate amounts of sodium, and absolutely delicious, crave-worthy flavor. That's the winning formula. And you heard it here first. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. You're so welcome. Come back, Kim. We're walking up to the Johnny Pops booth with Connor Ray. Connor, can you tell me what health benefits or nutritional advantages your products offer? Uh, so we're fortunate to get to work in a really fun category of frozen treats. And Everyone uh, loves a great frozen treat uh, without some of the baggage that comes with high fructose corn syrup or dyes or artificial flavorings, or in some cases, even dairy people are trying to avoid. And so we really focus on having a set of offerings that can check all those boxes. We have a set of dairy alternative oat milk frozen novelties. Uh, we have a set of organic juice popsicles as well. Uh, and then we have just a simple, wholesome kind of smoothie on a stick set of dairy-based frozen novelties uh, as well that you can feel great about. Simple ingredients, no high fructose corn syrups, no dyes, no artificial flavorings or artificial preservatives that taste delicious and are much better for you than, uh, than what you're going to find in kind of the traditional novelty category. Awesome. Thank you so much. And are there any special dietary considerations or certifications that you follow? So we have a set of organic products that are all USDA uh, organic certified. And then our um, dairy alternative offering, our oat milk offering, is Project Non-GMO Verified as well. 
and all of our products are kosher. That's great. Well, good luck at Expo, and thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Out on the Expo East floor, we are here with Matt Joyce, the founder and CEO of Tomb Lebanese Garlic Dip. It's delicious. Matt, can you please tell me a little bit about your mission or why you started the company? Absolutely. So my mom, Kathy, uh, maiden name Mansur, is Lebanese. So we enjoyed this product category growing up. We would eat it with Lebanese flatbread, chicken, French fries, etc. I uh, got the entrepreneurial bug, wondered why I couldn't buy this product category on grocery store shelves and found out the hard way why. Uh, it took a decade of R&D to commercialize this category for national retail distribution. Now, if someone is in the store and they're looking for a great garlic dip or a product like yours, why should they reach in and grab that from the case? I think where we're differentiated from something like hummus in that refrigerated dip set, uh, we use fresh uh, California garlic, so uh, fresh garlic is, is kind of our hero ingredient. We also have extremely bold flavor and uh, versatility. That is so cool. Now, last question. You talked a little bit about having this Lebanese origin. What is your favorite Lebanese food to have this on, or what would you tell other people about Lebanese food? Definitely uh, chicken kebabs with Lebanese flatbread. You just put some chicken in there, dip and eat. Uh, and French fries is, is always a great staple. Wow. Well, thank you so much, and good luck. We love your brand, and we are rooting for you to do really well. Thank you. Appreciate it. We've seen a lot of snacks today on the show floor, but none quite like Verb Energy. I'm here with Matt, our co-founder and CEO of Verb Energy Bars. Can you tell me what sets you apart from others in the industry? Yeah, absolutely. I think there are probably three things that set us apart. The first one is that each of our bars has as much caffeine as a shot of espresso, but the energy comes from organic green tea, so you get a focused energy boost without jitters or a crash. The second one is that they're snack size. So it's, this is not a meal replacement bar. This is 90 to 110 calories. You can eat it in two or three bites. Perfect for after lunch when you need an energy kick. And the third thing is that our bars are really, really delicious. Um, Texture-wise, they're soft, they're chewy, almost like a soft-baked cookie. Um, no Nature Valley-like crumbling, you know, when you open up the package. Awesome. Can you tell me what your vision was when you started this? Yeah, so I actually started the company as an undergrad in college. Um, I had an experience where I walked to a coffee shop, grabbed a coffee and a granola bar, um, and I looked at my receipt and realized I'd spent like $7. So in that moment, I thought to myself, what if there were a more convenient, accessible, and delicious way that I could get energy um, kind of on the go conveniently? And that's how we started the company. I found two friends who were crazy enough to join it with me, uh, and that was in 2018. And here we are five years later, focused on e-commerce for the first five years of our life cycle, and now we're going into retail stores. So just launching Kroger and Target. What a great story. Is there anything that you would want to tell any of our viewers? Go to verbenergy.com if you want to try some verb bars. Awesome, John. Thank you so much, Matt. We got stopped at Wild Wonder, a delicious drink company by Rosa, our founder and CEO. Rosa, can you tell us a little bit about your product and why you're here today? Yeah, so Wild Wonder, I call this the culmination of Grandma's Easter Herbal Wisdom and the concept of a California produce stand. So it's rooted in herbal wisdom and my grandma used to brew these healing tonics for me growing up and really taught me the philosophy of food as medicine. I'm a huge foodie. I don't believe in giving up taste for health. So decided to make these functional beverages, prebiotic and probiotic drinks, really delicious. So Wild Wonder was born. It puts a modern twist on Asian wisdom and um, 
We have five different flavors, strawberry passion, guava rose, pineapple paradise, mango gold, and peace ginger. So all of them essentially think of them as kombucha benefits without the vinegar. And it's got more than just probiotics. Prebiotics is also really important for gut health. Uh, every can has only 35 calories and six grams of sugar. So that's 90% less sugar than soda, 50% less sugar than kombucha. So um, why do people love us? Well, we're delicious, uh, very approachable, tastes like a bubbly fruit juice. Awesome, and I heard a rumor that you were on Shark Tank. Do you want to tell us how that went? Did they love you too? Well, we, I was on Shark Tank, so it's no longer a rumor. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we were featured earlier this year. It was an amazing experience, honestly life-changing. Um, we actually got a deal from the CEO of DoorDash, who was a guest shark. So we're actually currently onboarding with DoorDash. So we'll be on DoorDash platform, so really excited about that. Um, but you know, through that program, I mean, so many people heard about us and started buying us, and we are now like just launching everywhere now because of the new retail interest as well as food service interest. Um, we got a lot of the new customers um, to our website as well. Um, so yeah, super exciting. Yeah, awesome. Well, good luck this week at Expo, and thank you so much for your time today. Of course, yeah. This is Kim, and I am at the Vista Hermosa booth, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite brands. I am joined by Rory and Carlos, and I want to know what is Vista Hermosa? Um, well, Vista Hermosa is a brand of authentic Mexican products. Uh, we sell uh, corn tortillas, flour tortillas, a line of to topos, which are tortilla chips made from our actual tortillas that we then cut and fry, and then a line of frozen burritos. What makes these tortillas and your chips so special? So we have our own tortilleria um, that we're making all our tortillas from scratch every day. They don't have any preservatives or gums. For our core tortilla, they're organic, USDA organic, non-GMO, made um, from a process called nixtamalization, the authentic Mexican way of making tortillas. There's only four ingredients, right? So corn, water, salt, lime, a very clean product. Uh, the flour tortilla, again, made in our own tortilleria, only has five ingredients. You really won't see another flour tortilla in the market with such clean uh, ingredient label. We're using avocado oil on those, and those are also non-GMO. So I am, my husband and I are a huge, huge fan of the flour tortillas. They remind us of our favorite restaurant that we go to in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. So that is, every time I see you, I always have to have, you know, a quesadilla at your booth. So what are your favorite items from this double from Wasab? Carlos. <laughs> flour tortillas. They actually remind me, I mean, they're, they're that good where, um, they remind me, as a child, I used to make uh, flour tortillas with my grandmother. And I used to sit next to her when she was babysitting me, and we'd make them on the press. And I haven't had anything that close. And just the smell, when if you ever get a chance to go to our factory in Brooklyn, I mean, just the smell is just amazing. Nothing compares to it. So was that an invite? I can go to the factory in Brooklyn? 100%, yeah. Sweet. I'm in. There's in. Yes. And then, and then later you have dinner at the Combi. Yes, you do have the restaurants. And are, I heard that you're branching out and you're opening more restaurants. So yeah, we currently have 20 uh, taquerias, mainly in New York, but we have expanded to the DC area. So Bethesda and Arlington, um, and then down in Miami, we have two locations as well. 
We just opened up Westport, Connecticut, and uh, Fulton Market, Chicago. That's amazing. So when I go to Chicago, I can go to the to, to the restaurant. For sure. I'm so excited. So what's your favorite uh, item? It's actually also the flour tortilla. <laughs> yeah. And I tell everybody that, I mean, when I first started talking to these folks um, through the interview process, I mean, I just came to the, like, these are the best flour tortillas I've ever had, and I need to work for this brand. That's amazing. And they are amazing. And if you don't have them on your store shelves, you are missing out. Thanks, guys. I'm here at the colorful booth of Nixie with our director of sales, Gabrielle. Gabrielle, can you tell me a little bit about what sets your brand apart from others in the industry? Yes, so at Nixie Sparkling Water, I think our two biggest points of differentiation are that we are certified organic and we're also female founded. Um, in the beverage industry, those are a little bit harder to find than you think. So I'm really proud of those two things beyond many other wonderful attributes that Nixie has. Um, also being very, very flavorful and delicious as well. Awesome. And what is your favorite part about working at Nixie? Honestly, it's such like a family atmosphere. Um, Nixie was founded by the founder of Late July Snacks, Nicole Dawes, and so many people from that Late July team are now here at Nixie, and we've been working together for like almost 10 years at this point, which is crazy to say. Um, and just wonderful. There's just so many great, inspiring women in this company, and I just feel very lucky every day. Well, thank you so much, and good luck this weekend. Thank you. And that wraps up another exciting bonus episode of the Buyer's Desk podcast. We hope you enjoyed the journey with us. Yes, absolutely. Your support and feedback keep us going. If you loved what you heard, be sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. We would love to hear from you. As we eagerly anticipate the upcoming trade show season with Expo West on the horizon, stay tuned to our January episode. We'll be diving deep into the world of trade shows sharing valuable tips and tricks to enhance your experience. Until then, mark your calendars for Newtopia Now in August, brought to you by the incredible team at New Hope Network. Thanks for being part of the Buyer's Desk community. Remember, good things come to those who listen. We'll catch you in the next episode.